Holy Father in heaven, we thank you, Lord, that you have given us life. We thank you, Lord, for showing us mercy and showing your love to us. We understand that we do not have life because we deserve it, but in your great mercy and love, you have spared our lives and even given us more than that. You've given us food and shelter and clothing and many other temporal blessings and even spiritual blessings too. We say may all glory, praise, honor and adoration be unto your name now and forevermore. Now Lord we ask, consecrate us to your service. Grant to us the gift of your spirit today. Speak to us now through the words we'll be reading in our devotion. Impress on our hearts truths that will cause us to walk in the way of righteousness and put words in our mouth that will speak that will be a blessing and a help and encouragement to all who would listen. Thank you for hearing and answering our prayers. In Jesus' name I've prayed. Amen. Our High Calling, May 7 Humble, Persevering Prayer Elias was a man subject to like passions as we are, and he prayed earnestly that it might not rain, and it rained not on the earth by the space of three years and six months. And he prayed again, and the heaven gave rain, and the earth brought forth her fruit. James chapter 5 verse 17 and 18 important lessons are presented to us in the experience of Elijah when upon Mount Carmel he offered the prayer for rain his faith was tested but he persevered in making known his request unto God the servant watched while Elijah prayed six times he returned from the watch saying there is nothing no cloud no sign of rain. But the prophet did not give up in discouragement. He kept reviewing his life to see where he had failed to honor God. As he searched his heart, he seemed to be less and less, both in his own estimation and in the sight of God. It seemed to him that he was nothing and that God was everything and when he reached the point of renouncing self while he clung to the savior as his only strength and righteousness the answer came the servant appeared and said behold there ariseth a little cloud out of the sea like a man's hand 1 kings chapter 18 verse 44 we have a God whose ear is not closed to our petitions. And if we prove his word, he will honor our faith. He wants us to have all our interests interwoven with his interests. And then he can safely bless us. For we shall not then take the glory to self when the blessing is ours, but shall render all the praise to God. God does not always answer our prayers the first time we call upon him, for should he do this, we might take it for granted 
that we had a right to all the blessings and favors he bestowed upon us. Instead of searching our hearts to see if any evil was entertained by us, any sin indulged, we should become careless and fail to realize our dependence upon him. Elijah humbled himself until he was in a condition where he would not take the glory to himself. This is the condition upon which the Lord hears prayer. For then we shall give the praise to him. God alone is worthy to be glorified. Amen. The title of our devotion is Humble Persevering Prayer. Two days ago, we looked at Seek God with All the Heart. That's in May 5. And there we talked about a prayer of importunity that is persisting in your prayer. But today, the persistence is qualified with humility. So we're looking at Humble Persevering Prayer. Our key text is James 5, verse 17 and 18, which says, Elias was a man subject to like passions as we are, and he prayed earnestly that it might not rain. And it rained not on the earth by the space of three years and six months. And he prayed again, and the heaven gave rain, and the earth brought forth her fruit. Here is an example of humble, persevering prayer. In those times when Elijah prayed, we, we've looked at this text actually two days ago also. You see that Elijah sent his servant after his prayers. Every time he prayed, he would send his servant to check whether he's receiving answers to the prayer. And that's in First Kings chapter 18. And six times he prayed and six times the servant said he was not seeing anything. So why was Elijah continuing to pray and what was he doing differently every time he prayed again and again? What Elijah was doing, we find it here in in this devotion, is that he was searching his heart and humbling himself before God, reviewing his life to see wherein he failed, confessing his sins. And one will wonder, Elijah, confessing his sin, of course, There is no man, no matter how righteous, that when he comes close to God, does not see something in his life that is not in harmony with that of God. The nearer we come to God, the more do we see our faults and frailties. When we come closer to God, it doesn't make us to check like an exam we wrote and you're checking and you say, oh, I got everything. You will never do that. The more you come closer to God, you will see things in your life that is not in harmony with that of God. And you always have something spiritually to grow into, to learn. The growth in Christ, growth in grace never ends. And that is why for those who are really spiritual, they will never come to a point where they say, I am holy. And Elijah, to be surprised some to hear, was never one to say, I am holy. God describes him as, of course, a great prophet. And many of us would imagine that such a person who has never tasted death and was translated to heaven, certainly he must have been such a righteous man. Yes, he was. 
but not to his knowledge to the point where he would call himself a righteous man. In the book of Job chapter 9, though the Bible described Job as perfect and blameless, he said in Job 9, reading from verse 20, If I justify myself, mine own mouth shall condemn me. If I say I am perfect, it shall also prove me perverse. Though I were perfect, yet would I not know my soul. I would despise myself. This is one thing, therefore I said it. He destroyed the perfect and the wicked. Now here, you can see the perfect man, what he's saying about himself. That he cannot justify himself, neither can he say, I am perfect. That the moment he says that, that tongue he used to say it, would this would prove him to be a liar to prove him perverse because those who are perfect in christ do not make any boasts they would always see things in their life that needs correcting and so elijah was reviewing his life all the time he was praying the first second third time to the seventh time he was reviewing his life and confessing his sins drawing closer to god checking wherein he had failed because he knows what Isaiah 59 verse 1 and 2 says, Behold, the hand of the Lord is not shut, neither his ears deaf that he cannot hear, but your iniquities have separated you from your God. There, he knows that and, and, and he, he did what he was supposed to do. And that is the purpose of persevering prayer. When God does not answer our prayers immediately, it is, it is good that he does that because we have to search our hearts to know or check whether our sins is the reason why God is not answering our prayers. And truly, I have observed that if God answers our prayers every time we ask, as in answers us immediately every time we ask, it is going to cause us to be complacent. It is going to cause us to start to feel like we are, uh, we are righteous people or we deserve the things we get, or it is our rights to get what we get. That's what happens to man. Man comes, starts to boast and doesn't have need to search himself. So God, in his wisdom, chooses not to answer. So some people ask the question, why is it that when we ask God over and over again, he doesn't answer our prayers? Here is the answer for you. The reason is God wants you to re- review your life, to check wherein you are failing. Because it's important for you to understand that God answers the prayers of those that keep his commandments, the righteous men. In James chapter 4, we've read it before, reading down maybe verse, 10, uh, no, verse 14, 15 downwards. It talks about the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availed much. It doesn't say the prayer of a sinner, but the prayer of a righteous man availed much. So God wants us to be righteous. He wants us to know that if you want answers to your prayer, keep my commandments. In the book of 1 John, chapter 3, verse 22, it says, And whatsoever we ask, we receive of him, because we keep his commandments and do those things that are pleasing in his sight. So it is something God wants us to understand, that those who obey him will have the right to ask him for things, and he would answer them. But when we are not living in harmony or obedience to his word, and he has been answering our prayers, it has a way to trick us. Many people say it today. They look at all these so-called GOs 
and when you try to correct them on certain things they will say oh is this pastor not doing it what of the other pastor if he's not of god how come god has blessed him with riches is it not because he's of god it deceives people and they feel like god is answering their prayers while they are sinning against him so they don't see the need to repent so god withholds he doesn't answer sometimes so that you will see the need to review your life we have read before the book of luke chapter 11 reading from verse 5 down to 8 which tells us why we should pray perseveringly i'll read it again luke eleven five to 8 and he said unto them which of you shall have a friend and shall go unto him at midnight and say unto him friend lend me three loaves for a friend of mine in his journey is come to me and i have nothing to set before him and he from within shall answer and say trouble me not the door is now shut and my children are with me in bed i cannot rise and give thee i say unto you though he will not rise and give him because he is his friend yet because of his importunity he will rise and give him as many as he needed amen what is the meaning of importunity he says the reason this person gives is not because of friendship or any other thing but the reason is importunity that's why he gives the reason is importunity importunity means perseverance keep asking I continue the reading now in verse 9. It says, And I say unto you, Ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. For every one that asketh, receiveth, and he that seeketh, findeth. And to him that knocketh, it shall be opened. So Jesus wants to teach a lesson here about persevering prayer. So I just want to read from the book Christ Object Lessons, a commentary on that particular chapter and verse. That is a commentary on Luke 11, verse 5 to 8. Reading Christ Object Lesson, page 139, paragraph 1, it says, Christ was continually receiving from the Father that he might communicate to us. Christ Object Lessons, page 142, paragraph 3, says, Our prayers are not to be a selfish asking, merely for our own benefit. We are to ask that we may give. The principle of Christ's life must be the principle of our lives. For their sakes, he said, speaking of his disciples, I sanctify myself that they also might be sanctified. John 17 verse 19. The same devotion, the same self-sacrifice, the same subjection to the claims of the word of God that were manifest in Christ must be seen in his servants. Our mission to the world is not to serve or please ourselves. We are to glorify God by cooperating with Him to save sinners. We are to ask blessings from God that we may communicate to others. The capacity for receiving is persevered, sorry, is preserved only by imparting. We cannot continue to receive heavenly treasure without communicating to those around us. End of quote. So here is the lesson we saw in the devotion that is we need our interest to be in harmony with God's interest before we ask him for things. If you're asking God for something and God's interest and yours are separate and different, then God at a time will withhold his blessings because he wants you not to use what he's given to you selfishly. He wants your interest and his interest to be one, to be in harmony, so that when he blesses us, we will use those things he gives to us for his glory, 
And when you are doing things for God's glory, you are actually doing it for your own good. That is how a blessing comes to you. But when we want to please self, we are destroying ourselves. Actually, we are destroying ourselves. I'll continue the reading now. Christ Object Lessons, page 143 now, paragraph 1. It says, In the parable, the petitioner was again and again repulsed, but he did not relinquish his purpose. So our prayers do not always seem to receive an immediate answer. But Christ teaches that we should not cease to pray. Prayer is not to work any change in God. It is to bring us into harmony with God. When we make requests of Him, He may see that it is necessary for us to search our hearts and repent of sin. Therefore, He takes us through test and trial. He brings us through humiliation that we may see what hinders the working of his Holy Spirit through us. There are conditions to, to the fulfillment of God's promises, and prayer can never take the place of duty. I'll stop there to say something. Prayer can never take the place of duty. Many people want to pray their problems away without doing what they ought to do to solve the problem. So, somebody wants victory over sin and maybe the sin is let me use something that is clear the sin is fornication and he keeps praying about it and then keeps watching soap operas how is he going to get that victory when you are watching something that stimulates you to do the evil and yet praying that God will help you to overcome. You have a duty to perform. Prayer is not going to help you if you are not performing your duty. So that's what this place is saying. Prayer can never take the place of duty. I'll continue the quote now. If you love me, Christ says, keep my commandments. He that hath my commandments and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me. And he that loveth me shall be loved of the Father, and I will love him and will manifest myself to him. John 14, verse 15 and verse 21. Those who bring their petitions to God, claiming his promise while they do not comply with the conditions, insult Jehovah. They bring the name of Christ as the authority for the fulfillment of the promise. But they do not but they do not those things that would show faith in Christ and love for him. End of quote here. This is to tell us why it is we ask for some things and God doesn't answer. And you see people asking claiming you think that to ask in god's name is just to use in jesus name when you pray that's not what it means to ask in Jesus' name because some people have tried it before and it didn't work for them the seven sons of Sceva went to pray in jesus name but they were not fulfilling the conditions which is living a life in harmony with god's will in the book of acts 19 reading from verse 11 it says and god wrought special miracles by the hands of paul so that from his body were brought unto the sick handkerchiefs or aprons, and the diseases departed from them, and the evil spirits went out of them. Then certain of the vagabond Jews, exorcists, took upon them to call over them which had evil spirits the name of the Lord Jesus, saying, We adjure you by Jesus whom Paul preached. And there were seven sons of one Sceva, a Jew, and chief of the priests, which did so. And the evil spirit answered and said, Jesus I know and Paul I know, but who are you? And the man in whom the evil spirit was leaped on them and overcame them 
and prevailed against them so that they fled out of that house naked and wounded this is not the end of the passage verse 17 is very key and very important hear what it says in conclusion to this story acts 19 verse 17 and this was known to all the jews and greeks also dwelling at ephesus and fear fell on them all and the name of the lord jesus was magnified amen so the name of the lord jesus was magnified when people used the name of jesus to pray and the prayer was not answered yet the name of jesus was magnified so what does it mean to pray in jesus name does it mean to use his name and shout it loud to shout in jesus name and then cast out demons in jesus name these sons of siva tried it so why didn't it work and why does it say that Jesus' name was magnified when these people used his name and yet prayers were not answered? This teaches us that to pray in Jesus' name does not mean to shout in Jesus' name or to say in Jesus' name after every request you make in your prayer. And thinking that if you don't say the magic word, open sesame or in Jesus' name, then your prayers will not be answered. That's not it. To pray in Jesus' name is to comply to his will, to ask believing in him and fulfilling the conditions you don't believe in him and yet you are using his name if you believed in him you would comply to the things he said which is if you love me keep my commandments you will come to the father asking not in your own strength but believing in christ and doing the things he asked you to do jesus said in luke 6 46 why call ye me lord lord and do not the things which i say to believe in Jesus is to have him as your Lord. To have him as your Lord is to do the things he says. So if you are asking and you are not having him as your Lord, you are claiming you love him, claiming he's your Lord, and you are not doing the things he asks you to do and yet you want to use his name to pray. Is that how what it means to pray in Jesus' name? No. To pray in Jesus' name means to have Jesus as your Lord. To have Jesus as your Lord is to do the things he says. And when you don't do that, like he says here, it's an insult to Jehovah. They bring the name of Christ as their authority for the fulfillment of the promise, but they do not those things that would show faith in Christ and love for him. That was what these sons of Siva did. They brought the name of Jesus as the authority in which they are asking for something, thinking that since I'm asking in Jesus' name, you must give me what I want. The demons must be cast out. But yet, they were not fulfilling the conditions and doing the things that Jesus says. When we pray that way, God will not answer. And he wants us to go and search our hearts. What is it that Jesus said that I am not doing and my prayers are not being answered? You think that, oh, because you mentioned his name, therefore your your prayers will be answered. God wants you to go back and search your heart. Don't think that because you mentioned in Jesus' name, your prayers will be answered. Check yourself because Jesus said you should do something and you are not doing it. What is Jesus asking me to do that I'm not doing? I need to review my life to see. Am I calling him Lord, Lord, and doing all the things which he says? And then thinking that just because I mentioned his name, my prayers will be answered? The review of the life needs to be done. I'll continue the reading, Christ Subject Lesson, page 143, now paragraph 3. Many are forfeiting the condition of acceptance with the Father. We need to examine closely the deed of trust wherewith we approach God. If we are disobedient, if we bring to the lord a note to be cashed when we have not fulfilled the conditions that will make it payable to us 
we present to God his promises and ask him to fulfill them, when by so doing, he will dishonor his own name. Do you see that? The story of the sons of Siva, God was going to dishonor his name if he answered their prayers because they were bringing a deed to be cashed, whereas they were not fulfilling the conditions. If God had answered that prayer, he would dishonor his name and so it is with many of our prayers today. Perhaps somebody who is listening has been making prayers to God and wondering why God is not answering his prayers. Have you reviewed your life? Do do you consider that God will dishonor his name if he answers your prayer because you are living in a life of intentional sin or maybe not intentional but unknown to you you need to go and review your life and repent of your sins remove the thing that is coming between you and god continue the reading it says the promise is if you abide in me and my words abide in you you shall ask what you will and it shall be done unto you john 15 verse 7 And John declares, Hereby we do know that we know him, if we keep his commandments. He that saith, I know him, and keepeth not his commandments, is a liar. And the truth is not in him, but whoso keepeth his word, in him verily is the love of God perfected. 1 John 2 verse 3 to 5 One of Christ's last commands to his disciples was, Love one another as I have loved you. John 13 verse 34 do we obey this command or are we indulging sharp on christ-like traits of character if we have in any way grieved or wounded others it is our duty to confess our fault and seek for reconciliation this is an essential preparation that we may come before god in faith to ask his blessing now another one is about our tithe. there is another matter too often neglected by those who seek the lord in prayer Have you been honest with God? By the prophet Malachi, the Lord declares, Even from the days of your fathers, you are gone away from my ordinances and have not kept them. Return unto me and I will return unto you, saith the Lord of hosts. But you said, Wherein shall we return? Will a man rob God? Yet you have robbed me. But you say, Wherein have we robbed thee? In tithes and offering. Malachi chapter 3 verse 7 and 8. As the giver of every blessing, God claims a certain portion of all we possess. This is his provision to sustain and the, to sustain the preaching of the gospel. And by making this return to God, we are to show our appreciation of his gifts. But if we withhold from him that which is his own, how can we claim his blessing? If we are unfaithful stewards of earthly things, how can we expect him to trust us with the things of heaven? It may be that here is the secret of unanswered prayer. But the Lord in his great mercy is ready to forgive and he says, Bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be meat in mine house, and prove me now herewith. If I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing, that there shall not be room enough to receive it, and I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes. And he shall not destroy the fruits of your ground, neither shall your vine cast her fruit before the time in the field. And all nations shall call you blessed, for ye shall be a delightsome land, saith the Lord of hosts. Malachi 3 verse 10 to 12 So it is with every other one of God's requirements. All his gifts are promised on condition of obedience. God has a heaven full of blessings for those who will cooperate with him. 
all who obey him may with confidence claim the fulfillment of his promises end of quote so in all this god wants us to, wants to teach us humble persevering prayer meaning that when we don't get answers to our prayers we are to humble ourselves search our hearts and keep asking to give up is actually an act of pride to give up means that you are saying you actually deserved answer but god refused to give you answers to prayers even when you deserved it to give up means you lack trust and faith in god to persevere in prayer on the other hand shows that you are humbling yourself it shows that you are not claiming that the fault is from god it shows that you believe that god has answers to your prayers hebrews 11 verse 6 says for without faith it is impossible to please god for he that cometh to god must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him that is diligently seek him means to pray perseveringly and to diligently seek god also means to search the heart and diligently do the things that god has said to check yourself am i doing all he says i should do leave no stone unturned scrutinize your life carefully god is a rewarder of those who scrutinize themselves diligently to check their lives whether they are living in harmony with god's word and to pray perseveringly that's what hebrews 11 verse 6 is saying and the reason i was said is in verse 5 that enoch by faith he was translated to heaven and did not see death why because he walked with god and god took him how did enoch have that kind of blessing enoch diligently sought god by prayer and doing the will of god to the last detail he believed that doing that god rewards those who do that you what do you believe do you believe that god just gives you things without you diligently seeking him you must diligently seek god enoch diligently sought after god and the blessing he received it he he lived a life in harmony with with god what it means enoch walked with god enoch came to a place where his mind and god's mind were one his thoughts and god's thoughts were one. his like and dislikes and god's like and dislike was exactly the same and that was how enoch transformed himself and by doing this seeking god so diligently he got a reward he was translated without seeing death have you done that when you complain that the lord is not answering your prayer do you have any rights to complain really have you kept all his commandments have you searched your heart or are you in your sin still expecting god to answer your prayer is that not a bad thing for you to do you know very well that there's something you are not doing right and you're telling god please don't look at it overlook it and just answer my prayers i was in a prayer with someone one day and the person said that and i wondered at the audacity lord i know that i am a sinner you know the sin you are even committing and you are saying to him lord please don't look at my sin you are not willing to repent you are telling him don't look at it just answer my prayer what audacity when god is actually refusing to answer the prayer so that you will change and you are telling him please stop stop looking at it just answer me and leave those things alone it's not important it seems you are in a battle with god then but if prayer answer to your prayers come what is it going to do to you it's going to embolden you in your sin 
that is what he's doing and god doesn't want that to happen and there are many today who are emboldened in sin because of prosperity because of their successes they feel that since god has answered my prayers even though i am a sinner what do they do they continue in their sin they continue they don't repent i have someone i know who was like that who was successful and then made a comment one day to my hearing even speaking to me and told me don't you understand that the reason why in africa you are so religious is because of poverty that if you were affluent you would not be as religious as you are god is just an antidote that we created in our mind for our suffering and poverty and when the person said this i said you have gone too far in my mind and i said nothing from then on i was praying for the person that god will show him that he is god and bring him back to himself because i felt this person has gone very far as god will have it things started going in a way that was not good for him for years he was not as successful as he was before and the result was he started to seek after god he started to pray like he has not prayed before he started to cry to god things didn't still work out well there was a danger of getting into superstition and thinking that his enemies are doing it but as god will have it it wasn't working like that the, the theories that he had were all proven to be false it's not your enemy that was doing it but to cut the long story short eventually all his arsenals all his efforts failed until someone told him do not think that all your connections will give you something pray i will talk to somebody for you pray about it and if god is with you he will give it to you and he stopped using all his connections and thinking that it was about his expertise and how good he was and then his prayer was answered god had achieved what he wanted to achieve and you must check your life today is there something i'm doing to review your life you see a righteous life is even better than the answer to that your prayer the best thing that can happen to you is to review your life and let it be in harmony with god's will and even if your prayer is not answered be satisfied with that for that is the best thing that can happen to you because righteousness peace joy in the holy ghost that is the kingdom of god may god give us grace to appreciate his word and fulfill the conditions to be in harmony with his mind not entertain pride not entertain any thought that it is of our own goodness that we receive answers to our prayer but always be humble and remember that all glory should go to god and never take any glory to yourself amen let us pray we thank you loving father for the lessons you have taught us now we pray lord that you help us to prize the joy of our hands and our hearts being clean and our lives being in harmony with the lord above whatever request we have of you help us lord to learn to persevere in prayer and especially to humble ourselves before you that our lives may be in harmony with your will and with your law times before now we have been calling you lord lord but not doing the things that you say please lord forgive us for these things help us lord to be more concerned about doing your will than receiving blessings from you i pray lord that from henceforth that you will bring these things to our remembrance over and over again that our work with you may be more productive thank you lord for hearing our prayers in jesus name i've prayed amen